It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, the, the Hawks are certainly maddening. Are the Falcons really playoff or bust next year? And the Braves have a hold. It's up next, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Hitting Hard is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. We ask you to head to youtube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment. Trying to get to 6,000 folks on our YouTube page, so be a part of our growing community. We are free and available to download on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Check us out on those platforms. Roku and Amazon Fire, yes, we are available on those as well. Then follow me at JMCH316 on my personal Twitter page. Well, it was not another good night for the Atlanta Hawks, and that's back-to-back losses now coming off that five-game winning streak. And, you know, maybe we could explain away coming off, you know, they, they were in a back-to-back. They played on Friday night. They played on Saturday Maybe we could use that excuse, but you certainly lost to an inferior team, a team that had the second lowest win total in the Eastern Conference. But last night was another maddening game that the Hawks just created. They just turned the basketball over too much. You know, the Hawks average about 13 turnovers per game. They've had in the last couple of nights 34 turnovers. They had 18 turnovers last night. It led to way too many points. And then you factor in Trey Young, who is one for his last 17 shooting the three ball. In fact, he's had back-to-back games with zero threes. You have to go back to his rookie year, uh, or I should say it's, it's only the third time that He's had back-to-back games of zero three-pointers made. But you have to go back to his rookie year to probably find a worse stretch shooting the three ball where he had a four-game stretch, I believe it was, where he was one for 25. In this last three games, he's one for 17. And I don't know what to say about the Hawks at this point. It's maddening. You know, it's one of those things that one night they turn the ball over too much. One night offensively, they're not very good. You know, I think that they scored 97 points and I think it's 100 points in in 97 possessions or something like that. The metrics just don't add up. One night, Trey Young doesn't shoot well. John Collins doesn't play well one night. DeAndre Hunter's off. We have injuries. I mean, I don't know what to make of this team. I know that they're not a very good basketball team at this point. And and what's going to shake this up? You know, is it a change in the head coach? I don't think that's going to happen. I do think Nate McMillan 
will not be here next year. But I don't give a, get a sense that the Atlanta Hawks are going to change up their head coach anytime soon. Well, maybe it's an infusion of talent. Okay, does Tony Ressler want to go into the luxury tax? And, you know, when you're talking about our starting five, you're not infusing a guy that's going to step into a starting role. So, you know, it's a bench player or whatever like that. Now, look, I'll admit the rotation sometimes from Nate McMillan, A.J. Griffin is in, he's out, things like that. Trey Young was a plus when he was on the court. He was a minus when he wasn't on. Maybe you got to, you know, play him. Or I don't know what the answer is. But you you win five games in a row, and, and it figures like, and you figure out some things, and some things seem to be able to get solved over this last stretch here. And it's like, okay, there's a little bit of harmony to the head coach and the star player. You're figuring some things out. We're not playing ISO ball. We're moving the ball. We're distributing. And then the last two night happen. And then it's back to the head coach and the star players getting into a, a sideline altercation. We're not rotating guys enough. Our star players not playing well. Like, is this just what it is with the Atlanta Hawks? Because here's the thing. If this is what it is, then you've got to either you have to make a drastic change because the direction of this franchise isn't going anywhere. You, you know, that Eastern Conference final run feels like it's a decade ago. Feels like it's 20 years ago instead of two seasons ago at this point because we haven't built anything off of that. And yeah, I know the Hawks are in the eighth seed right now. You know, and everybody in that realm of, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten is all within a game or two of one another. It's not until you get, you know, into the 11 seed that you start to see like a, a five or six game gap. And so, you know, the Hawks are, you know, for lack of a better term, they're in the playoff hunt. But they've got to play with a sense of urgency. Like this is just it's maddening. You know, when you watch this team night in, night out, they just can't figure it out. And and we've discussed that when the Hawks are healthy and they've got their starting five out there, they can match up and play with anybody in the NBA. You know, it was literally, <laughs> we're, we're here on Tuesday. It was literally Friday night that, okay, you know, a good Hawks win they didn't play a whole lot of defense. They, they were, you know, at, at one point, they had given up 80% from the field. You know, the, the, the uh, Knicks were 24 of 30 from the field at one point. They were 71% shooting. They had 71 uh, points in the first half. Okay, you overcame all that. You played really well. DeJounte Murray played well. Trey played well. Everything, okay, we're in good shape here. we got a five-game winning streak. We, we beat some pretty good teams over the last stretch. And then the last two nights happen. And it's just, it's it's maddening to watch this team. And I really don't know what direction the Hawks are going to go. I really don't know from night in, night out, do we get good Hawks? Do we get bad Hawks? Do we get mediocre Hawks? You know, the team that can play with anybody in the NBA just lost to Charlotte two nights ago. 
And, and I want to just chalk that up to, okay, you're coming off a of back-to-back and, you know, you had an emotional game on Friday and you were up and, you know, okay, you know, against the Knicks and all this kind of stuff, who's kind of becoming, you know, public enemy number one, you know, all this kind of stuff. But then you turn the basketball over too much. You know, you give up way too many points off of turnovers last night. And this has been the theme of the last two nights. You're averaging 13 turnovers. You got 34 the last couple of games. And it just, this cycle just seems to spin on and on. And it doesn't help when your star is one for 17 in the last three games. The Hawks are a maddening franchise. I don't know what they do with the all-star break or, or, you know, the trade deadline, I should say, which is coming up here in a few weeks. I don't know what they do. I don't know what they can add. I don't know what the dynamic is. But this team is really hard to watch because when they're healthy, you feel like that the Hawks can play with anybody. And that's what's so maddening. One night it's good Hawks beating the Knicks. One night it's losing to Charlotte, who has the second fewest wins in the Eastern Conference. It's a maddening team to have to watch. I want to talk about my friends over at FanDuel. Listen, FanDuel.com, your place to go. We are excited here because this is your sports betting partner for Locked On. The NFL playoffs are here. It's the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, it's we've got a great offer for you here, okay? So listen, so many great features that are making sports betting fun, easy, things like that. So here's what we've got going on, okay? New customers can join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet, okay? So you sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. FanDuel's got all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props, everything that you could want to get involved in. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a bigger chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So listen, it's really easy. You take the mobile device, you get on the app at fanduel.com. You, you, it's safe, secure, super easy to use. But again, we've got the deal for you. You want to get involved in the NFL playoffs and conference championship games? Don't miss out. Your first $5 bet that you place is going to get you $150 in free bets. Win or lose, and we hope you win, we hope you make some money out of all of it, just by signing up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So, listen, are the Atlanta Falcons really playoff or bust for this year? Now, here's what I will say. I don't think that the Atlanta Falcons, if they don't make the playoffs this year, are going to hit a full reset. I don't think they're going to, I don't think Arthur Blank is going to fire coach, GM. I don't think he's going to clean house within the organization. Okay. So maybe if that alone doesn't make them playoffs or bust, then that, that narrative is, is, you know, not, not part of the conversation. 
But but here's what I do think has to happen though. Okay. The Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons really need to so show some improvement year over year. You know, you're stuck in this kind of quagmire of five seasons of not making the playoffs, your back-to-back seasons of seven and ten, right? You've got to start to get out of that quagmire. And you know, if the Falcons are 10 and 7 and somehow don't make the playoffs when all is said and done, okay, I, I still think that's a successful season. Now, when you look at the schedule for the Atlanta Falcons, besides your divisional games, okay, they play the Green Bay Packers, they play the Minnesota Vikings, they play the Houston Texans, they play the Indianapolis Colts, they're at Chicago, at Detroit, at Jacksonville. Then you have Tennessee at Arizona, Washington, and the New York Jets. So you have a very favorable schedule. You know, certainly the Cardinals are looking for a new head coach. Washington hasn't been a very good franchise. The Jets got off to a good start, but they weren't a playoff team. Detroit Lions are improving. You beat the Bears last year. The Texans are dreadful. Minnesota's not going to go what was it, 13-0 and and one-score games or whatever like that. And look, depending on, you know, what the Packers decide to do, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is in, he's out, or whatever like that, you know, look, it's certainly a favorable schedule. So from that standpoint, you you have to take advantage of, and look, we're going to have all the money in the world, right? We're going to have all of our cap space back. You're going to have the second highest amount to spend in free agency. You've got the number eight pick. You've got your draft picks, you know, all in place. I definitely think that they have to be on the winning side record-wise. Even if that's nine and eight or if it's 10 and seven and you don't make the playoffs, you have to show that improvement. You know, you can't dictate. You can only dictate what you can control. You can't dictate if if everybody runs wild in the NFC. But look, given the way that the NFC has looked of late, and, and certainly that the way the Falcons' schedule looks, you can certainly make some hay. But you have to see growth out of if Desmond Ritter is the quarterback for this team. You have to see growth out of him. You have to see growth out of your second and you know second year players going you know rookies that were going into next year. Your third year players, you have to see jumps from those guys. You have to be a better line of scrimmage team. We talked about yesterday the fact that they've got, you know, the the thing about the San Francisco 49ers is they're the best line of scrimmage team, no matter who plays quarterback. You have to get better along the lines of scrimmage. And you have to hit in some free agency. And and not just some of your top guys, you know, if they sign a Deron Payne or somebody like that, okay? Not just hitting on those guys. But you hit on some guys last year. You know, for all the grief that I gave them about some of the guys that that we were bringing in, you know, Rashawn Evans played well. You know, there were guys like that 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 stepped in and played well for this team. You know, and even guys like Michael Pruitt, okay? He caught, what, four touchdown passes this year? He caught more touchdown passes than Kyle Pitts? You know, guys that contribute like that, that, for lack of a better term, outplay their contract. So I don't think that the Falcons are 
in playoff or bust mode yet. But they certainly have to be on the winning side of their record. Because right now you're kind of stuck in this quagmire of 7-10 and and, and you're not been a very good franchise of late. And look, when you're picking in the top 10, you know, every year, you know, and you you don't get enough of those superstar players, you know, maybe Kyle Pitts is, is a unicorn. Maybe Drake London is, you know, number one wide receiver. But those haven't been franchise-changing players yet. Well, you know, the quarterback's got to get in the ball. Okay. But is Kyle Pitts ready to be Travis Kelsey? You know, is Drake London ready to be Jamar Chase? You know, are those are those guys ready to make steps forward? You know, and yes, it's it's certainly about the quarterback, but you have to have those guys because that's the guys we have, right? That's the guys that we're playing with. But you have to have Eva Katie develop into a legitimate pass rusher. You have to have your draft class come in and outplay their contracts. You have to have a big step for Desmond Ritter. You know, if you're not going to be the best line of scrimmage team in the NFL, you better have Desmond Ritter play really well. You, you better have him take those Brock Purdy types of strides and things like that. So I don't think that it's playoff or bust because I don't think Arthur Blank is just going to wipe the slate clean if if they don't make the playoffs and get rid of Terry, get rid of Arthur Smith and things like that. And, and certainly who they hire for their defensive coordinator – will certainly be an interesting choice because I, I definitely, you know, I've said last week on the podcast, I definitely want to see one of these top flight defense coordinators, these old head, these really wily guys that have an attacking style of defense to them. I want to see all of that out of our defense. I want to see our defense fly around. I want to see a top 10 defense. I would love for the Falcons to mature themselves into a top 10 defense. I don't know if that's going to happen this year. But I don't think that it's playoffs or bust just yet. I think as long as they're on the winning side of their record. Now, if they go six and eleven, seven and ten, then we might have to have some conversations about either Terry Fontenot or Arthur Smith and the job that they're doing. And that's why I said, you know, the spotlight is all on Terry Fontenot. You know, Arthur Smith has done a, a really good job of even getting this team to 7-10, and 10, considering how depleted his roster is, how much of one arm behind his back he's, you know, playing with. You know, given the roster limitations, given the financial cap situation and things like that. And Fontenot's best strength is identifying personnel, you know, NFL caliber personnel. So there's going to be a lot of pressure to get the draft right, to certainly get free agency right with all the money that they have to spend. But I don't think that the Falcons are playoff or bust mode yet. I don't think that Arthur Blank is ready to clean house. The record, or I should say their schedule coming up is favorable. But in the NFL, you never can go by what your schedule is, right? I mean, it, it's, it's not as simple as, throwing darts and saying, this is win, this is lost, this is win, this is lost. It's never that easy in the NFL. Teams get good, teams get bad, teams that you think, you know, are Super Bowl contenders, all of a sudden take a big step backward. 
You know, we saw it with the Rams this year, right? Rams go out and win the Super Bowl. They don't even make the playoffs this year. It happens all the time in the NFL. So the Falcons have to be on the winning side of their record, but I don't know that they're in playoff or uh, bust mode, playoff or bust mode just quite yet. All right, besides making uh, Hitting Hard with John Chuck your first listen every day, make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Check out uh, the, uh, that podcast, Biggest Stories of the Day, Instant Reactions, Big Game Recaps, and The Take of the Day. It's available on Odyssey, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts from. So the Braves are facing a hole, but it's not just the shortstop, right? So no matter who wins the shortstop job, is probably going to be a step back from what Dansby Swanson brought to this organization, right? You know, Dansby offensively, he's arguably the best defensive shortstop in the in Major League Baseball. You probably are not going to match that, whether it's an Arcia, whether it is Vaughn Grissom, whether it is somebody that they bring in, you know, late, uh, you know, into spring training or whatever. It's probably not going to be somebody who matches both the production at bat and the production in the field of what Dansby Swanson is. But there is another lingering hole that's out there for the Atlanta Braves, and that is left field. Listen to the names that I'm going to give you for left field and see if anybody really inspires you. Kevin Pillar, Eddie Rosario, Marcelo Zuna, Jordan Luplo. Does anybody inspire you from that list of players? Now, look, Kevin Pillar is on, you know, he's getting a minor league invite to camp and, you know, maybe he does something. Maybe he's a rotational guy. I don't think he's going to certainly start. Okay. Eddie Rosario. If I had to guess right now, Eddie Rosario is your starting left fielder. And certainly Eddie Rosario is an interesting case of just, you know, what kind of player is he? Is he the guy who, you know, a couple of years ago was, you know, the MVP of the, what was it, the NLDS or NLCS or whatever it was, I think it was the NLCS. Is he that kind of player and he can just rake? You know, he's had some good moments, you know, for the Indians and he's had some good moments or the Guardians or whatever. They're called now for the twins, whatever. Or is he realistically the guy that, you know, listen, before his eye surgery and all that was hitting 068 and still hit like 212 last year. He's not a very good defensive outfielder, but that part of it doesn't scare me. You know, the left field defense, again, Pete Incavilia, Jose Canseco, Rob Deere, they played left field, Right. Those guys, those guys can play left field. You can have a Evan Gaddis played left field, right? You can have a beer league softball caliber defensive player out in left field. That's not going to hurt you, right? But you certainly want production out of that spot. You know, left field is traditionally a spot that you have big boppers uh, in, right? You know that 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 have a, 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 that are certainly capable of putting up big-time numbers. Marcelo Zuna is really the wild card in all of this. You know, do the Braves decide to move on from Marcelo Zuna? Because I think that if the Braves, if the Braves are going to do anything with Marcelo Zuna, okay, 
whether that's they eat the contract, but I don't really see that the Braves are going to eat the contract. You know, I know Jason Hayward is being bought out, you know, for his, I think it was 23 or $24 million. I think it's $23 million that, that the Cubs are going to uh, uh, buy him out for, right? They're just going to let him walk away. But considering that it's two years and it's $37 million for Marcelo Zuna, I don't think they're going to take that kind of hit. I don't think the Braves are going to take that kind of hit. But what is Marcelo Zuna at this point? You know, he's a guy who can come in and hit home runs. He's the ultimate one-trick pony, and he doesn't do anything else. He can't play left field. And, and by the way, it, it's it's not even like Rob Deere, Jose Canseco, Evan Gaddis level. Like, he can't play left field. And by the way, he's a former Gold Glove outfielder. But he literally can't play left field right now. He's got no range, and he he just can't he just can't handle left field at all. So, Evan, or um, Marcelo Zuna is the real wild card in this. Can you get something production wise out of Marcelo Zuna? You know, can you live with him at all out in left field, or do the, and and even if the Braves try to trade Marcelo Zuna at this point the Braves are going to get stuck with the majority of that contract. Like they're going to get stuck with the majority of the money. So there's not really a good, you know, Jordan Luplo is a good defensive outfielder. He's got, you know, he's got a really good arm, but Luplo has hit like 176, 202, and two years, two, three years ago, 192. Like he's, He's nothing at the plate. So there's not a lot of good answers right now. And one thing we know is Vaughn Grissom is not going to play left field. You know, they've been very clear. And even Brian Snitker said at, what was it, Braves Fan Fest over the weekend, that he's not going out to left field, that they're going to focus him at shortstop. He's going to try to compete for the everyday shortstop job. And Here's the thing also about left field, that left field for this team has also kind of been tied into your DH. But I do think with Travis Darneau, I do think with Sean Murphy, I do think that they're going to get those guys more at bats at DH. And you don't necessarily have to worry about splitting time between left field and DH. Like, that's not as big a priority for this team right now. It's finding a competent, everyday left fielder. And the fact is, Adam Duvall is now in Boston. He signed a one-year deal with the Red Sox. So you don't have a lot of good options. Pilar, Rosario, Ozuna, Luplo. And again, if I had to guess, I think Eddie Rosario is your opening day left fielder. Does that make you kind of nervous? You know, for a team that's, you know, in World Series mode, does that kind of, you know, if Eddie Rosario can be what he's been in the past, great. Got no issue with that. You can survive him out in left field with his glove. If he can be a left-handed productive bat, no problem with that. But if there's Eddie Rosario that we saw for most of the season, 058 before the eye surgery and only 212, and he wasn't really productive, and he didn't give you anything come playoff time, then that's going to be a problem. 
Not a lot of great answers for the Atlanta Braves right now out in left field. All right, we thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Shucker your first listen every day. Make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Big stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on Odyssey, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast from. We ask you to head over to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button. We're trying to grow to 6,000 subscribers. Be a part of the community. Leave us a comment. We are free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your favorite podcast from. Also, check us out, Roku and Amazon Fire. Yes, we are available there as well. And then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page, at JMCH316. Back with you tomorrow. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.